0: Ion 2020 was a 295 Have 2020 vision with ION 2020, your source for the news and events in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date daily until November 2020 with a libertarian perspective on the candidates and their policies, along with the news. Thank you for joining me. Now let's clear our vision. Hey, what's up, everybody? Ray Eaton here, your host of ION 2020 Another day, another life, day in the life of the 2020 craziness that we have going on in this country. Holy cow. Um, I mean, we have like a- autonomous states popping up <laughs> and uh, p- autonomous zones, autonomous countries popping up in Seattle and stuff. I mean, that's crazy, right? Uh, the libertarian dream, I guess. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so. Yeah, you're watching all the stuff that's going on right now. And I was just thinking about this over the last couple of days, and I heard it, I think it was through Scott Horton, the Scott Horton Show or something, and he was just talking about how, how we need to start looking, like, as a country, as people, we need to start looking at other people's complaints, right? And start realizing that, hey, they do have a valid complaint. And I take the example of those people who were... Protest, protesting against the lockdown back when right a couple of weeks ago you had all these people that were protesting against the lockdown and they would go to the state capitals and for some reason they dressed in like red white and blue and they had trump banners and all that crap and it totally just it's its an idiotic way to not an idiotic way to protest uh you can protest however you want to but it's a uh, it doesn't do it doesn't help them out, because then it just looks like a a Trump rally, rather than, hey, you know what, this entire nation, this state, this country, my county, the federal government is trampling upon my rights, and I have a message that, no, that's not okay, we're going to protest in front of this Capitol building, because we don't like what our state is doing, we don't like what the country is doing, which is locking down the entire economy, locking down the country, and so forth. That's a legitimate complaint in people's minds. That is something that they would think in their mind, holy cow, what if this goes further? Like, And our governor decides to keep this in place indefinitely. Or in the future, they start doing this every single year. It won't be good for my life. It won't be good for the economy. It won't be good for my children. And the government power just continues to grow and grow. And these people, in their minds, they legitimately believe that the limit that limited government is good. Now, for some reason, they turn into a Trump rally and they start waving Trump flags like Trump's on their side when Trump is the leader of the federal government. So, I mean, it was just a—it's an unusual way to bring your message out there. But that's how those people did it, and I always say, you know what? I've supported those those protesters. I didn't support specifically the way that they went about their message, but I think in my mind and even if I didn't support their message, I would still support them. If they were rallying or protesting because they wanted communism whatever, I would still support the protest and their ability to speak out. Like, that is that's a legitimate thing to protest, to have rallies, to do it peacefully and so forth. Like, to me I don't see any problem with that but we need to see people's point of view because you see these memes going around and they say they they show one side and it shows people standing up for George Floyd the the murder of black people or something like that and then then it totally delegitimizes the other side's protest and it says standing up because they want to get a haircut or protesting because they want to get a haircut that is not the reason why those people are protesting or protesting because they're greedy or they want <clears throat> to they care more about money than human lives or something like that like that is not the reason why those people are protesting because they because they care more about money than human lives if the other side if the if the if i guess if, if you want to call it the left and the right if the left would just understand the right's message and the and the, what they want <clears throat> to excuse me what they want to accomplish or why they're out there protesting if we all sat there instead of becoming reactionary to every single thing if we stopped and decided to listen and maybe you wouldn't agree with their protest maybe you wouldn't agree maybe you think you should stay home maybe you think the government should be have people on lockdown but that's a legitimate thing that people in their mind they want to have freedom those people want to have freedom they feel like they were having their rights trampled upon so listen to it figure it out and listen to it and understand it seek first to understand then to be understood if you understand their reasoning maybe you'll sympathize with it a little bit maybe you'll have some empathy for it or whatever but we're gonna attack them or make it sound like their fears are completely irrational When, if we just sit there and listen that's what we should be doing same thing goes for the protesters now we want to delegitimize those protesters we want to say oh it's just a bunch of kids that just don't care or it's just a bunch of kids that have nothing to do or um, oh they're overreacting to this thing or yeah George Floyd's death was you know, terrible but this is just going on too long or whatever right? Like, listen to their message. Listen to the reason why they're protesting. If you think that all cops are great, if you think that every single police officer is a good guy, obviously that's not the case. If you think that we need more police force, more less than less police force, if you think that police do not aggress upon people, you're avoiding the subject. Because there is... Police brutality out there. Maybe you don't agree with the way that they're going about it. Obviously, obviously, people that are um, looting and rioting and stuff like that, like those are not the main people that are protesting. That's being hijacked. Those people are hijacking these protests and the protests that have been going on. But the people who are protesting they have a legitimate message they do <clears throat> and then you have people I mean and this is what this is I I usually like Tucker especially I like Tucker Carlson he's the Fox News anchor I like I liked him a lot on the um, on the coronavirus issue on the lockdowns he was given some very good spiels about human freedom and so forth like to me I would I would listen to his you know five or ten minute monologue but he is pushing a divide in some ways and I I I don't I mean he's been he's been relatively good on the idea of hey you know what we need to protect human freedom and all that stuff I I think so but lately he's been not he's been kind of uh I hate to, not the word lying, because he's not lying. He is ignoring the protesting people, the people that are protesting, legitimate protesters. And he's lumping them all together as looters and rioters. And when you listen to his show, he has some good points of view. That's true. But there's one little issue that he is not addressing. There's one little issue that he's ignoring. There's one little issue that... And I don't know if he's doing it intentionally or not. But he never refers to the protesters. He, repro- he refers to the looters and the rioters. And those are two separate groups. But there's a, there's a reason why people do that. There's a reason why the media does that. There's I mean, as much as you might trust him on some issues that is driving me crazy that he will not just listen to the voice of the protesters empathize with that situation because all he sees is the looters and rioters and maybe that is true maybe all he sees is the looters and rioters because there's a very narrow focus that he has but I see the looters, rioters and the protesters and the protesters the protesters have a very different message. I mean, the looters and rioters are out there for themselves. They're out there to promote themselves. They're out there to get free stuff. And I don't know that looting's really going on right now as much as, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of news stories about it lately. It was the first like week or so, week, week or two of these uh, protests that looters would get out there. But listen to the voices and maybe you'll empathize with them. Maybe maybe you won't empathize them, but at least you'll understand their reasons, rather than spreading lies and things that are going to divide people. Because as soon as somebody who is protesting in Michigan at the front of the state capitol building sees that, oh, all he cares about is a haircut, that completely shuts those people down, and it shuts those people that sympathize with them down, so that they stop listening to your message. And same thing goes with the protesters that are out there right now protesting police brutality or systemic racism or whatever, right? Like, listen to their message because as soon as you try to downplay their message or say that they're just a bunch of kids that just don't care or anarchists or looters or rioters if some of you are calling them and that person's not a looter or a rioter but they legitimately care, they shut down they stop listening, they, they won't even talk anymore but think about this, there is, if you think right now that there are not two sides trying to play, and, and that, I, I say the Democrats and the Republicans that are trying to play these issues, that are trying to push the divide further apart, divide America, if you don't think that those two parties are out there trying to divide America even more, you might want to look into politics a little bit more and... and uh, and understand politics because those two parties are fighting and battling over $4.5 trillion spent by the federal government every year. They want control of that money, and they'll do anything that they can to get control of that money. They will. They will lie, cheat, steal. They will murder to get in control of that money, okay? It's $4.5 trillion that's being spent. It's tax breaks it's all of the different you know lobbyists that are you know that are trying to get their message all this stuff like all the corruption that goes along with government all the favors all the tax breaks all of the special interest handouts and payouts those are all on the line if somebody like a Joe Jorgensen got into office the libertarian candidate those are all on the line do you think that these two parties do not want division they want division and they're out there dividing the people I guarantee you that there are, there are forces at work right now trying to create a divide if you look at America there's a huge divide right now you're either for us or against us they have taken an issue that has completely united America—police police brutality and George Floyd's death—being wrong. They have taken that and completely, and they've figured out how to divide America on that by saying, "Look at those people protesting. Look at us civilized people. That's what the Republicans are doing." Or, "Look at those racist people over there, and look at us protesting. That's what the Democrats are doing." If you don't think that that is what is going on right now, maybe there's some naivety there. I don't know. But that is what's going on right now. These two parties want division. Do you know why they want division? Think about this. You have Joe Biden as a Democratic nominee right now. Joe Biden, boring, falling asleep, puts you to sleep when you listen to him, has no charisma whatsoever. Yeah, probably generally a good guy or something like that. But losing his mind... I don't... I mean, I'm I'm not completely convinced that he's losing his mind. I think that's more of a... You know, the press kind of pushing that issue out there. Or finding every little thing. Because he's always been one that stutters over his words. He's always been one that... Loses his focus when he's talking. Like, he's always been like that. So I don't think we have to worry too much about that. But he sniffs women's hair and all that junk. Like, those are things that... Like... This guy is just a boring guy. He's not somebody who gets people excited. He's no hes no Bill Clinton. He's definitely no Barack Obama. Those guys had charisma when they spoke. Those guys got up there on stage and they were able to give a speech like nobody's business. If there was a good speechwriter behind him, Barack Obama could not be beat. And he had the expert speechwriters behind him. He would get that crowd going. That's not Joe Biden, guys. That's not. So how do you get excitement behind Joe Biden when there's no excitement there? Oh, yeah, we have to beat Donald Trump. That's not good enough. You know why? Because Donald Trump was going after the African-American vote, and I think that he was getting some of that vote. Like, as much as they called him a racist, I've heard a. I've heard a lot of people... And not a, I mean, not like every one, obviously, but, you know, if you're, if you normally get 90 or, or normally d- Republicans will get like seven or 8% of the black vote. And if they could get 12 or 13%, that would, that's a nail in the coffin to the Democrats. And I've heard a lot of Democrats or a lot of people that, you know, are African-Americans say, Hey, you know what? I kind of like Donald Trump. So how do you counteract that? And then on the Republican side, you know, like you have Donald Trump who doesn't have very good, he doesn't have very good poll numbers right now. He doesn't have, these likability numbers. People are, I mean, a lot of Americans are unhappy with the direction of the country right now. So how do you get people out there to vote for Donald Trump? Division, guys, division, that's what it is. You have to divide them. You have to polarize the issues. You have to make it an us-against-them thing. You have to make it a fight. For example, how do you make this election the most important election of our lifetime? Because you guys all know 2016 was the most important election of our lifetime. You all, you all know that 2012 was the most important election of our lifetime, or 2008 was the most important election of our lifetime. Like every single year, it's the most important election of your lifetime. How do you make this the most important election of our lifetime? By polarizing the two sides, by creating division, by making sure that you get those people pissed off and angry about how racist Donald Trump is. And then you get your voters out there. How terrible he is. He's a Russian colluder. No, all those things failed. Like, there's those things are no longer the media oh and then all of a sudden you have Joe Biden who is getting caught up in this whole idea of sickening the FBI on the Donald Trump campaign in 2015-2016 so now Joe Biden's starting to get smeared and all of a sudden that's out of the news now it starts to make the news a little bit now it's out of the news no one's talking about it the media is not inquiring about that at all you get that division going the anger If we we're for law and order the Republicans say we're for law and order we want to make sure that this country is safe and secure that's what they do that's what they're saying look at all this lawlessness that's going on the Democrats don't care people are taking over the streets of Seattle right now So you see on Fox News You don't listen to their issues, though. You don't care about the reason why they're out there doing what they're doing. Now, obviously, the Seattle thing—that's a interesting story. But the protesters are out there. They're not all looters and rioters, but that's the way that they'll portray it in the media because that's the division. That's the way they, they, that's what they want. That's that's what's going on, guys. They're creating the division. They're playing you like fiddles. Maybe not my listeners, but in general, the population. They're playing them like fiddles right now. That needs to stop. But it's not going to stop because there's trillions of dollars at hand right now. There's trillions of dollars that they need to have control over. That's what it comes down to. It comes down to the money. It comes down to the power. The power over the purse. The power over the favors. The tax breaks. The corporations have to be in bed with the government or else they're not going to be competitive. So when one corporation gets in bed with the government, the next corporation gets in bed with the government until they're all in bed with the government because they have to be. they got to have that power. The Republicans want it. The Democrats want it. That's what it comes down to, man. It comes down to power. Donald Trump, they, they don't have him completely in control but they do in some ways he hasn't stopped the wars like he said he was going to do he hasn't brought all the troops home like they said he was going to do he's a loose cannon to the Republicans but you know what he coalesces the party he makes sure that the people I mean he has 33% support die hard support even people that if you criticize them they get or if you could criticize Donald Trump they get angry that's our guy. Don't criticize Donald Trump ever. Or I'll attack you. Verbally. They want that division. They want it. They need the division because or else you're not going to have a huge turnout. You're not going to have the huge turnout in November because you have a milk toast candidate like Joe Biden a boring candidate like Joe Biden and somebody who is in office right now that just you know, people are angry at he has his diehard supporters but a lot of people are not happy with the direction of the country right now his approval ratings are low so let's polarize the issues make it happen that's it, that's it, that's all it is guys that's all it is, so if you're sitting there watching the news tonight, if you're sitting there listening to the different talking heads, the pundits, if you're out there, just understand what's going on. They want you to be divided about these issues, especially, you know, especially you got to beat up the Democrats or you got to beat up the Republicans. It's all their fault. If just our side had, if if, if if the Democrats are in charge, then everything's going to be okay. That's what the Democrat will say. If the Republicans are in charge, everything will be okay. We'll have the the conservative utopia that we've always dreamed about. Democrats, same thing. Those Republicans would just step out of my way. Step out of our way and just let us do what we're supposed to do. Everything will be just fine. They have people convinced of that. But that's one-party rule. And any party that wants one-party rule any group that wants one-party rule they want a dictatorship essentially You do as we say or else. And we all know what happens with one party rule. One party rule. That's what you get in the Soviet Union. One party rule is the communist party of the Soviet Union. Or whatever country. I mean, it could be a, a right wing one party rule. It wouldn't be good then either, you know? We don't need that. We need... I don't think we need to be unified as a country, but people need to understand that these that the two parties—that's all they care about, man—and they're gonna there. There's people behind this in the shadows. I mean, they—the big they—in quotes—they are out there dividing us, polarizing the issues, making it so that people will get out there and vote in November for their guy, who they're not even excited about. (laughs) But they're excited about the issue at hand, which is major racism in America, or um, in their case, lawlessness and violence, all that stuff, you know? We have polarized it to the the nth degree. But hey guys, that's all I got for you today. I wanted to talk about that. It's been on my mind for a while, and uh, I just... I just, I I could see through it all right now, man. I I can. And hopefully, that you guys are convinced on that as well. Um, Let's support somebody who is not a Republican or Democrat. Let's support George Jorgensen. She's uh, the libertarian candidate right now. Uh, Definitely a freedom lover, somebody that wants freedom and liberty. You know, uh, I see people trying to nonchalantly post things on her page that might get you thinking otherwise. Or it might get you thinking that libertarians are not good. But libertarians want limited government. That's it, man. That's it. Limited government. A, cunt, a, a place where people do not aggress upon other people. That's what we want. It's not so bad, right? So anyway, I uh, appreciate you joining me for another show. If you want to, you can follow the show. The show's uh, Facebook page. That is I on the Empire. Just type that in. It's also the same way on Twitter. You just type in I on the Empire. I'm on I the Empire.com. And if you like the show a lot, share it with your friends. I'd appreciate that. The listenership is growing again because the lockdowns are kind of going away. So that's good for me. Good for that people are listening in their cars now again. So I appreciate those that came back and listened to the show. And uh, keep on listening, man. I appreciate that. Uh, Give me a five-star rating and review if you can as well. And that's always helpful to help people see the show through when they search like Libertarian on Apple Podcasts libertarian podcast or something like that i'll come up as one of the first you know 15 or 20 shows or so that's always helpful for me as well but uh appreciate that when you do give me that five star rating if you give me a review i will read that on the show as well so uh thank you for that and then the best thing you do though because i do have this show every monday and thursday so come on back monday so you can have clear vision for 2020